Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Await to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science and spirituality are both telling us that we are connected, that we are all one. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when the mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Um, today's show topic is sharing wisdom with channel Tina Louise Spaulding. Um, Tina has channeled three books, Making Love to God, Great Minds Speak to You, and her latest book is Jesus, My Autobiography. I am so honored to have Tina with us this evening. Welcome, Tina, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so honored um, that you are with us. Could you please, I've, I've, I've um, grown over the last week uh, a huge fan of yours. Um, I love your YouTube channels. I love how you share so much wisdom through, through your YouTube channel. But could you please um, share with our audience um, your journey, your spiritual journey, your story, and how you um, became a channel? Okay, well, it's um, it's it's hard to know where it began. Actually, I I grew up in a family uh, that went to psychics regularly, and we would often have séances in our house. So, um, I I grew up knowing that spirit existed, and uh, I grew up uh, into my adulthood and had a very difficult time um, through my twenties. I, I wasn't very uh, happy about being on the planet a lot of the time. And so I started reading uh, the Seth material. I was probably in my early 30s when the Seth material came my way, and I was very, very intrigued with that concept of creating your own reality. And so I started to employ those techniques um, in my art career. I was a, I'm was a wildlife and, and a metaphysical painter, so... I started to use those ideas, and um, as I uh, went through my 30s, I still was having a hard time uh, being at peace and, and um, being happy with myself, really. I had a very judgmental mind, uh, but it was always drawn to channeled materials, so I read the Conversations with God books. And then uh, when I was 42, my second marriage ended, and I... Uh, moved to uh, a small island off the west coast of Canada, and I was having a very difficult time. My children were living with their dad, and uh, I was I was really kind of at a, a, a bottom in a way, struggling with guilt and just, uh, you know, a second divorce and that kind of thing. And this book came my way uh, via my sister called A Course in Miracles. And... Uh, it was a very, very dark week for me. It was a Christmas week, and I was having a difficult time being separated from my children. And I started to read this book, and it made me feel very, very different. Um, I couldn't quite understand the language of the book, um, but it made me feel different. And so I started to read it, and I, and I really couldn't stop reading it. Uh, I started to have some very vivid dreams, and within about the first month of reading the book, I had a couple of extreme out-of-body experiences, which I had never had before. And I knew it was something to do with this book that I was reading. So I kept at it. I did the 365 lessons that are contained within that book. And over the next 10 years, I studied that book very, very deeply. And I put the practices uh, into practice in my life. And so it's a book about forgiveness and uh learning to train the mind to do what you want rather than have it run riot. And so over that 10-year period, I started to experience extreme peace. Uh, 
and um, I got tastes of joy and happiness, and I really wanted to teach that material. I could feel um, that it was really important what it, what this book was teaching. Anyway, I had some uh, family issues came up for me, and I had a um, a vision one night after a very very difficult emotional sort of evening with struggling with a family issue. And uh, this was the first time I really heard a voice, and I was shown this vision of a of a village, and it was an English village. I'm English originally, and over this village was a cobweb uh, touching everything, and the voice in my head said, the ideas that you're entertaining right now are contaminating everything in your life, just like this cobweb is touching everything in the village that you're seeing. And the next day I, I woke up and the conflict had gone, but my mind had been changed in some way. I knew that the thoughts, and these were thoughts about not being worthy, about not being lovable. Even after 10 years of doing the course, I was still working through some of these issues. It, it would go from small issues down to the deep family forgiveness issues that a lot of us have. And I started to do a very, very intense prayer practice that winter and uh, working on forgiving this particular family issue that I had. And the forgiveness of A Course in Miracles is, 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 is different than the forgiveness that we're used to hearing about. It's a, it's, um, it's a demonstration of your understanding that everything's connected, this idea that if you judge another, you're judging yourself. So it's that kind of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And so that winter, I did a lot of prayer and meditation. I started to say uh, the words, please make me a clear communication device. That's a phrase that's used in The Course in Miracles. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, May of 2012, uh, June of 2012, it was the summer solstice. Uh, I laid down for a nap and I started to have this a uh, very, very powerful feeling at the bottom of my spine. And I knew straight away that it was kundalini energy. I'd been studying kundalini that winter. And um, so now at that point, I was 12-year student of A Course in Miracles, well-educated really in a lot of different spiritual principles. So I knew what it, I knew what it was, and I knew it was a very big spiritual event that was happening to me. And so this ball of energy... <clears throat> rose up my spine. It took about 20 minutes to go up my spine. And the whole time I was in a complete state of ecstasy and my body was moving spontaneously. My shoulders were being moved from side to side. I was not in control of my body at all. I always felt like from the outside, it probably looked like I was having a seizure of some kind. But from the inside, I was in a state of extreme ecstasy. And this energy burst out of the top of my head. And then once again, it went down to the bottom of my back and started rising up my spine again. And it did this three times. It took about an hour and a half. And um, at the end of it, I burst into tears. It was just a spontaneous release of tears. And anyway, this, uh, this happened to me every time I laid down for a month. Wow. So for that month, I was in a completely altered state. Um, I just was surrendered to it, though. I knew that it was a kundalini awakening, and mm -hmm. uh, I, was, I had read books on it. So I just kept surrendering to this process. And um, about three and a half or four weeks into this, I had the feeling that somebody wanted to say something. Don't ask me how I knew that, but that was the feeling I had. And so I... Um, I went to an automatic writing workshop. A friend of mine who was a channel was doing that. And uh, I started to write straight away. Um, first of all, it looked like scribbles. And then over about an hour-long period, I started to write this word, Ananda, Ananda. Just over and over it wrote that. My hand wrote that word. And I'd, I'd heard the word Ananda. I knew you know, the yogis had Ananda at the end of their names, Yogananda. And... Um, uh, so that was kind of it for the public or the group channel, uh, the group uh, automatic writing. And then after everyone had gone to bed, I sat um, at the kitchen counter with a spotlight on my uh, writing pad, and I sat with the pencil, and my hand started to write. 
and it wrote, we are Ananda, we are your teachers and guides, and this is now your life's purpose. We are going to write books through you. And so that was my introduction to Ananda. And at that same time, they said that in a past life, I had been a goat herder, and I had followed Jesus around the desert, and I had been a friend of his and a student of his, and that I had sat by the fire with him at night, and we had talked about spirituality, and they didn't tell me um, that day that I would be channeling him. They said if they had told me, I wouldn't have done it at that point. Uh, So that was really the beginning of the writing and the uh, communications from Ananda. And then... So that was... Oh, um, go ahead, yeah. What... What year? What year and month was that? I know you said the the winter solstice or summer solstice. Uh, that was the, the uh, summer solstice of 2012. So yeah, it was the big mm-hmm. 2012 year. Was was when the Kundalini awakening happening happened, and okay. that was around the first week of July that I started to write. Okay. And so they started very quickly to. Um, they began typing. That when they would write with the pencil, they would write so quickly that I couldn't transcribe it afterwards. It was it was kind of messy. And uh-huh. and one day I was I was going to check something on my computer and I I get a very particular feeling up my back when Ananda is around. And I thought, "Oh, they want me to type." And so I uh, and I did. They started to type then. And so uh, for that summer, I had two streams of information coming through and this was all written at that point. Uh, they started to write the Making Love to God book, and they were also giving me a lot of personal information about diet and my past, and they were telling me the future of this particular um, purpose that I had now been assigned, that I would be writing books and that I would be speaking for them. And at that point, I was quite doubtful that I would be speaking for them. It just seemed so far-fetched, I couldn't believe it. And I was a very uh, avid um, Esther Hicks watcher, so mm-hmm. I mean, I was very well-versed with channeling, and it's just, mm-hmm. it just seemed crazy that um, I was going to speak for them, but I did um, around September of that year. So about three months in, they said, okay. we're going to prepare you to speak for us now. And mm-hmm. so they would, I would wake up in the middle of the night talking for about a week, and this whole uh, time I was laying down for an hour every day and I was having these intense energy, I called them my energy sessions, and uh-huh. they would, uh, huge amounts of energy would rush through my body. I would have these ecstatic, uh, spontaneous body movements for about an hour each day. And, and I could do it any time. Any time I laid down, this energy work would be done on me. And early on, they said, we are reintegrating the matrix of your body and we're reconnecting everything that's been disconnected. Do you give us permission to continue? And so that was what they said at the beginning. And I I said, of course, yes, you can continue. And one day I laid down to have my energy session and I spontaneously uh, did a 10-minute lecture on love. And that was it. They were off to the races and then I couldn't stop them after that. I would channel five or six times a day. And when they first spoke, it was quite mechanical sounding. And they said, we don't want you to record these early sessions. We don't want any bad recordings surfacing. They wanted the voice to get, uh, me to get used to the voice. And so that was the September, October of 2012, so about three and a half years ago. Okay. And then when did you complete the first book? Uh, the first book took me about six months to do, so okay. I was um, typing that, and um, I managed to find a publisher quite quickly, a Sedona Journal, uh, who uh, published by Light Technology Publishing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I sent out about 20 um, inquiry letters, and then I think they were about the 22nd or 23rd, and they specialize in channeled material, and so they agreed to um, published that book, and just as I finished that book, the second book came through, and that was the Great Minds Speak to You, which is 
a whole nother exciting story. Right. Could you? I I did uh, hear a little on your YouTube channel how that got started. Um, could you share with the audience how uh, Ananda had said some had said there was a line of spirits <laughs> uh, waiting oh, yeah. to speak to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you share yeah, that well, story? Uh, so at the at the point that um, I had finished the first book, we were I was about you know I'd been channeling for about a year at that point. So this was a May of 2013. Uh, so just about a year, and a family member um, died quite suddenly, and was a very good friend of my sister's, and she she went to his funeral and was very upset about it. She was crying and she had had a lot of sessions with Ananda over that winter and I said, well, why don't you come on, come on over and talk to Ananda about this? <clears throat> and so um, about five minutes before she showed up, I tuned into Ananda, which means I, I, la- I allow them to speak through me and they, they actually talk to me in my own voice and I record it. And they mm-hmm. said, there's someone here who wants to speak to your sister. It's Malcolm. Will you let him come through? So at this point, I'd only been channeling Ananda, and Malcolm was the man whose funeral she had been to that weekend. And I had met Malcolm, a lovely uh, English guy, and I said, of course Malcolm can come through. So I channeled him for about five minutes. He said, I, in a very strong English accent, I just want to talk to your sister and let her know what it's like to die and that I'm okay. And so my sister came to the door and I said, you'll never guess who wants to talk to you. It's Malcolm. So I channeled him for about an hour and he told her what it was like to die. He uh, told her what he was experiencing in the afterlife. He was with his mum and they were talking about their life and he said he was doing fine and it just changed my sister's experience. She went from being sad and depressed to being happy and it was like a miracle. And then the next morning I got up early and I would channel every morning. And Ananda said to me, there's a long line of beings here who have have a message for the world. It's going to be a book. Will you let them speak? They're all famous. And so that morning I channeled the first person who was Albert Einstein. So for uh, almost a month, every morning, about 6 o'clock in the morning, I would channel and I didn't know who was going to come through Ananda would always introduce them and so Mm -hmm. the first person was Albert Einstein uh, then Jerry Garcia then Ralph Waldo Emerson then Marilyn Monroe and it just every day it was it got more and more intriguing this amazing uh, combination of of different people and so that book came through in a, a month very very quickly and so those first two books were published uh, almost at the same time because the Great Minds book was so fast, it just came in very, very quickly. And then and about what happened? Oh, go ahead. I was going to up to the last one. At about okay, go ahead. Person, I started to think, I wonder who the 20th person is going to be because... I channeled the Kennedys and John Lennon and, you know, a lot of very, very big names. And I thought, who's the last person going to be? And I just said to myself, just just don't be Jesus. Just don't be Jesus. And, of course, it, the 20th person was Jesus. Wow. And so that was an amazing experience, somewhat disconcerting. But I, you know, I thought, oh, wow, that's the end of the book. That's amazing. And then the next morning, Jesus came through and said, "I want you to write my autobiography for me." And so I didn't even get a I didn't even get a break. It was literally the next day, and um, awesome. he assigned me homework. I had to read the New Testament before mm-hmm. he would channel. So wow. um, that was the the beginning of the third book, and it um, it took forty channeling sessions to channel the uh, Jesus my autobiography. Um, but it took me about 18 months to really get used to the idea that I was channeling him. I didn't come out of the closet about it for about a year. Um, right. It was a huge psychological journey just going through, um, thinking about what people were going to say. Is someone going to shoot me for doing this? You know, I had all of those fears come up, and uh, I had to okay. process it. It took a while. So, It's, it's amazing, and I applaud you. Um, I applaud you for 
using the name Jesus because we know on earth um, during his life his name was Yeshua, and there are a lot of channels channeling Yeshua, and that's the name they will use. But I applaud you for using Jesus. You know that I really do. Um, like you said, it's um, you do open the door for. Mm-hmm. I guess, quote-unquote, criticism, but I, yeah. I love how you address that um, in, in a lot of your um, videos, which uh, they don't want to listen. They don't have to. <laughs> but well, uh, I do. Uh, uh, I, uh, I that word upsets a lot of people. Yes. And he and, said and that's exactly actually, why he used that word. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, yes. Uh, basically, and, at the beginning of that book, he said, um, "We can't make the changes in our society that we want to make until we look at his life and what has been done with his teachings." So mm-hmm. that's really um, his purpose. He said in in writing the book was to take his name back. He mm-hmm. is uh, not necessarily happy with some of the things that have been done in his name. And he said mm-hmm. this name triggers a lot of upset and anger in people and uh, that we have to be willing to um, allow that upset to be talked about and discuss uh, what has been done in his name and with his name. So it's, mm-hmm. a he- it's part of the healing process for us as students of spiritual material until we can allow him to be who he really was we aren't mm-hmm. actually going to be in alignment with truth. Mhm. I agree a hundred percent. It's I I applaud you because it, it is very bold and brave of you to do that. But I think it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. Um, and so you've been channeling Jesus now for how long? I have been channeling Jesus since June of 2013. So okay. Two and a bit years, two and a bit years, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a secret okay. for about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell anyone until I got used to the idea. I went through all the fears that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When you first hear that someone's channeling Jesus, you know, there's disbelief, there's um, doubt, there's fear, there's, uh, you know, all kinds of emotions come up. And I had to really... Um, I had to really process all of those feelings and fears and am I willing to do this in public and what's going to happen to me when I do it and I am a bit of a fearless person I've always been a little reckless so um, I they have told me that that's why they chose me they mm. they said you know I had a bit of a courageous side that um, they said the job was offered to a lot of people and a lot of people said no so uh-huh. apparently <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, I, I I understand what you're talking about, about being fearless. I think um, I feel myself um, as very fearless right now because of my spiritual awaken, awakening. I think mm-hmm. for me, just knowing who I truly am has allowed me to become fearless. So um, just even starting my show, I I lost some friends because they didn't agree with what I was doing, and and I almost um, my second guest was a channeler, um, a channel, and because I mentioned that to a particular um, friend of mine, close friend mm-hmm. of mine, um, that my second guest was going to be a channeler, that's when the guest, my my friend, said to me, he didn't want he didn't want to talk to me ever again, and didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I had, and I'm like, and my first question to him is, "What are you afraid of?" What are you afraid of? Yeah, yeah. What are you well, afraid the thing of? Is, um, that was really interesting in the Jesus material coming through, or channeling Jesus, was this profound fear of persecution, and I think that was the most interesting thing um, uh, that came up. And this is one of the subjects that's really being addressed in this material and particularly in the Jesus book, is Mm -hmm. the conditioning that the church has done over thousands of years. And and they conditioned through killing people who didn't agree with them. And it Mm -hmm. became a very, very fearful thing to um, disagree with the church. uh, Now I'm speaking about the sort of ancient Catholic church here, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the Inquisition and those sorts of things. But 
but our society has been founded on that particular um, establishment. You know, it, it right. ruled our society for a very, very long time. And I think a lot of people still have that teaching deeply embedded in their minds. And mm -hmm. that's why this name Jesus is being used um, rather than Sananda or Yeshua, which softens the blow a little bit for everybody. Right. Um, right. He said he wants to trigger this fear in people. It has to be. It has to come to the surface, and we have to be willing to look at why we're so terrified of this name. And I think mm -hmm. it's what the the old church did with it, and and it's really kind of gone underground. It feels like we're in a modern society, but a lot of people still have a lot of profound fear about breaking the rules of the church, and. Mm -hmm. um, what he said when he came through was that this is a perfect storm here. You've got you've got mass media that can uh, this kind of uh, uh, conversation that we're having now. Anybody right. can tune into it. It doesn't cost yeah. any money. Um, yeah. You've got the church has lost its it can complete control over society, and you have a materialistic society that's really seeing the error of its ways and we're beginning to see the consequences of of not applying spiritual principles in the world. And he mm -hmm. said this is the perfect moment in history for this subject to be spoken about because we can all see that what we're doing isn't working and yes. that we can't keep going the way we're going and that there's this imperative in the consciousness of this planet that's rising and he said that yes. to go where we want to go, we have to look at his story. We have to look at what's been done with his teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's a very exciting job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so true, so true. Um, a lot of the um, material that you mentioned early on, I, the Seth material I read, Conversations mm -hmm. with God I read, um, yes. a, a Course in Miracles. Now, I attempted to read that. I, yeah. I had difficulty with a, cor a course in miracles, so yeah. I I kind of put it down. But I, I definitely have to go back to that. Um, my awakening actually came through um, a film on quantum physics. That mm -hmm. is what woke me up to the truth of oneness. And once I awoken to the truth of oneness, everything made sense to me. Spirituality science, everything made sense to me. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what, you know, has inspired this show. And yep. like you said, the, in this day and age that we live in, I can have uh, a show like this that I do from home, and it reaches mm -hmm. the world. And yep. a person can listen to it anywhere, anytime in the world. And I've gotten letters from all around the world. So it it's amazing, you know, like this is the perfect time for it is, you to be channeling Jesus. And I know, like um, he has said, that he is speaking through many channels at this time. But I love the yep. fact that you are using the name Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's so well, it really does upset people, let me tell you. <laughs> I've had to put my um, comments on uh, YouTube. I have had to put them on um, approval because I right. can't let them just be um, put out there. So... It, it's definitely been a challenge, um, but the fears have been worked through, and I'm completely mm -hmm. at peace now with doing this work. So uh, I'm open to any questions about the, my process. Uh, I, I figured in channeling Jesus, my life is going to be an open book. Um, right. But I've also uh, sort of uh, welcomed the idea of just sharing my personal experience opening to channel because I do truly believe that anybody can do it. I was not special in any way. I I went on a deep personal spiritual journey because I was uh, dealing so poorly with life and I was so unhappy and it was an act of desperation on my part truly. It wasn't um, because I was highly evolved and... Uh, you know monastic kind of person it was it was really what i had to do to survive and so i've seen this transformation of my own mind through these practices and that was really my impetus to do this was to help people go from suffering to peace and that's really what mm -hmm. this is about uh, they yeah. talk about raising our frequency into a state of peace 
And once your mind is at peace, then you can really connect to spirit. Spirit has a hard time communing with us when we're upset, when we're frustrated, when we're angry in judgment. We're in a very low frequency. And so we have that feeling of isolation and separation, not because spirit has abandoned us, but we've gone too low in frequency for them to really be able to communicate with us. Rita, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you did bring that up because um, I think that's so important for people to know that um, it, it, we are all channels, really. We all can do this mm-hmm. if we, like yep. you say, we raise our frequency. And that, you know, also is going back to the science. Everything, everything yep. has a frequency. Everything gives off a vibration. And when you raise your vibration, you can open yourself up to this kind of communication with your higher self. And I'm so glad you you did um, bring that up because I that's something I'd like to share with people too. It's um, I, I believe that all of our answers can be found within if we take mm-hmm. the time to quiet our minds and actually go within and just listen to that small, still voice, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, telling us and leading us in a more positive, more uplifting direction. So that is uh, amazing. I'm so glad that you you mentioned that because um, Jesus. What I loved, what I learned from listening to you on your YouTube channel is that Jesus Jesus channeled back in the day, yep. and people didn't understand that he was channeling. <laughs> so yes. that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, I really so. enjoyed that part of the book where he said. Uh, You know, it was around 11 or 12 that he started to really get uh, downloads of information, and that's why he appeared to be such a precocious child. And I think there's one Bible story early on where he was, you know, uh, I think arguing with the rabbis or something, and he was about 12 years old. And he said that was when the communications began, and they carried on all through his teens and 20s. And he uh, he was getting instruction, and he was being taught how to transform his own mind and so that his enlightenment at 30 was the consequence of a systematic spiritual practice it didn't happen for no reason and it wasn't because of you know it it wasn't because he was the only son of god it was because he had uh, trained his mind and had uh, listened to this instruction that was coming from his guides and teachers who were non-physical at that time and uh, he followed the science and wrote, raised his frequency to such a degree that he became enlightened and continued to teach uh, in that enlightened state for several years yeah mhm that's uh, that's amazing um there are some callers um that have mm-hmm. their hand up want, uh, okay. with questions. Um, so sure. would you like us to take a few calls? Absolutely. That would be fun. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have a caller from area code uh, 203. Caller, you are on the line. Area code 203. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, my name is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, I um, I find it interesting um, that you found yourself like writing, and you know, she, you said you channeled the writing, and uh, it flowed out of you, and that's what happened to me like last month. Granted, I did have a story I really wanted to write, but I'm not a writer. (laughs) And the way it came out was so unusual. It just, it. I I wrote this whole thing in two weeks. It was absolutely crazy. One one minute I said I'm going to write a story, and the next minute it was written. And uh, I'm thrilled about it. I'm just thrilled, and I feel like I've tapped into some area of myself that has been yearning to be tapped into this creative energy. And I'm trying, I'm actually, and I know I I definitely have said it from the beginning that I was divinely inspired. And now I'm thinking that maybe it will go places 
you know, that maybe it will turn into a movie because it's a screenplay. Okay. Mm. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. I I was wondering what you thought about that. Well, I think it's it's a wonderful experience when you... um, you have information coming through you that you know isn't coming from your own limited consciousness or your ordinary consciousness. Uh, what I what I did with the writing was I I just kept open to what was happening today. When I started to try and have an agenda for the work, I could feel uh, anxiety arising, and I uh, what I knew was that was then me and my ordinary consciousness trying to figure out what to do with this. And what I know is that if I'm starting to feel anxious or I'm starting to feel like um, a narrow path or a particular particular goal in mind, that's usually my own, uh, I'll call it my ego mind, trying to figure out what to do with this work and making something of it, which is what we're trained to do in this society you know, we're trained to make money from things and we're trained to have an agenda for things and to try and direct what's going to happen. And and what I've done with this material is every time I started to feel that anxiety of having an own, my own personal ambition for it, I just stepped back into doing the work and staying calm and happy and open to whatever spirit was going to bring through. And I, yeah. for me, that would be the way to... Just explore this experience, stay open to more coming through, and trust that spirit has a purpose behind the work and that it will be revealed to you as you're able to handle it. Because what I saw over this last, what I've seen over this last three years is that several times I thought I was ready for, you know, whether it be radio interviews or uh, television or whatever, and in hindsight, I look back and I still had things that I needed to learn and I, fears I needed to work through. So I've trusted in Spirit's agenda for this work. And, I, and in and looking at this three and a half years, I would say I'm really glad I didn't push it. I'm really glad I let it unfold very, very naturally, just trusting in Spirit. So that would be that would be my advice. If I was going to give you advice, I won't give you advice. That's that was That's what I did. And I think it's about trusting in this bigger picture, trusting in this amazing consciousness revolution that's happening on this planet. You're a part of it. You're tapping into something that's wonderful and creative. Really enjoy it and then just see what comes up for you, whether it's fears or limitation or concerns, and just work through those and trust that you're you're going at exactly the right pace and that more is going to be revealed for you. Yeah, that's exactly what I've concluded because um, I thoroughly enjoyed the the two intensive weeks of writing. In fact, I, I wrote so hard and so long and my brain was like firing on all cylinders. I ended up in the hospital. But, it, but, but it's like not... Be- not because I, I I think I also might have had a virus, but I also think it's because I was really taxing my brain. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I've come to that conclusion. I've come to the conclusion that <clears throat> this has got to be something that I enjoy because I thoroughly enjoyed the, the writing of what I wrote. And then I was going to turn it into a book. And it's like, man, this is not what I intended but people were saying, yeah, write a book, write a book. And I'm thinking, well, I can't. But then I, you don't like to say you can't do anything. So I tried, and and I didn't even enjoy I only got the first chapter done, and it was like pulling teeth, and it's not even good. And yeah, and that's I didn't your enjoy guidance, it. That's your guidance system saying that, that you're not quite on track. So, yeah. Um, you know, ending up in hospital is not a good idea either. So I would say just relax and just trust and know that, um, you you know, once the channel's open, as long as you... So what my guides say me, to me is stay relaxed and happy and do the channeling. We'll take care of everything else. So they're mm-hmm. very good marketers. They're very good. Uh, they make very good connections. They inspire other people too. 
so you're not alone in this. So I would just say relax and don't stress yourself out and just enjoy the process of channeling and know that it's going to unfold in a in the in the perfect way for you. Yeah, now, that's kind of what I've concluded too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for calling in. And um, yeah, I I agree with what Tina said a hundred percent. Be more relaxed with it. Just you know, yeah. even um, just go into your however you meditate, however you relax, whatever you love to do. For me, it's sitting by the lake and mm-hmm. um, just watching the water and just connect to that inner voice inside and be very relaxed with it. Don't try to you know force it or push it because that's going to be more more you and more your ego and then your your spirit guide i don't think that's a reason why i ended up in the hospital is because i was necessarily trying to overdo it Mm -hmm. i wanted i wanted Mm -hmm. to overdo it you know what i mean like i was having fun I I okay. wanted it, it's like you know you use a certain percentage of your brain. For some reason, my brain opened up, and I was using like much more of a percentage. <laughs> and I think I just naturally overtaxed it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but now I'm resting and not trying to. Good. I'm trying to recover. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds good. But it sounds like you are on the right tra- track, and just be, be easy with it. You know. It, it it'll yeah. it'll come it'll come um it won't um spirit will not show you the whole picture all at once you're just going to take baby steps in the right direction yeah okay, okay. Great. thank you well thank okay, you thank you so much for calling good night okay good night. all right um we have another caller from um 914 area code uh, let's see. I'll try to bring him on. Uh huh. <laughs> Hi, nine one four area code. You're on. Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hello. Hi. I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, of course. And who are we speaking to? My name is Victoria, and I'm calling from New York. Oh, okay. Hi, Victoria. Uh, did you have a question Hi. for Tina? Hi. I didn't know if I was going if I was to ask a question or because I know you channel or you can see or call my daughter to come in or if that's too much I don't know how you want me to ask or I'm not sure. Okay, well, well basically um, if go ahead Tina. I was just going to say if you say, have a um, question for my guy, Tina. My guides okay. decide who is going to come through. So um I, I don't I don't channel um, individuals on request. Uh, the people who are coming through and um, that are teaching through me have a particular purpose, and they say it's the evolution of human consciousness is their purpose. So uh, I'm, okay. I can't choose who to channel. So um, I can channel Ananda. They can certainly um, uh answer your questions they are teachers they oh of course (laughs) uh, they usually answer in a kind of a a long and winding way but um, i'm happy to channel if 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 that's okay for the show oh definitely okay okay so did you have a question for ananda uh yes and i was hoping um i can get some clear answers. Um, there's a property that I've been trying to sell. It's a rental property for apartments only. I've been trying to sell it and it hasn't sold. I recently got an offer and we accepted and they pulled out and I'm almost sure they found something else. I'm just wondering, do you see when it will sell? Um, I will. I'll bring an end in. They, they, they generally don't... Um uh, answer questions about things like real estate and uh, that sort of thing, but I'm sure they will give oh, that's you even fine. a very that's interesting okay. answer. I can bring them. I can bring them through and let them talk to you, though, if you'd like. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So what I do is um, uh, I take uh, one breath, and Amanda will come through, and um, I'll, I'll let them speak to this question. Okay. Okay. 
So Thank I'll you. just take a breath and then you, you'll know when it's not me. You'll hear the difference in my voice. <clears throat> Oh, we're with you again, dear ones. Uh, we are very, very pleased to be um, allowed to answer the question. Our dear one led us through, and we are, of course, always happy to speak to humanity, to individuals, uh, to uh, anyone who has a question about their experience. Uh, what we want you to know about your real estate experience here is that uh, your uh, the movement through this particular uh, journey is uh, being uh, hindered by your insistence on it looking a particular way. You have a very strong agenda for this particular uh, property and the money that is going to come from it. And we would like you to relax about this. Now, this is something that is not uh, common in the Western mind, uh, relaxing about these sorts of things, particularly, particularly when it comes to money. Uh, so we would like you to begin to uh, let go of the tight reins of control, and this is why it is causing you anxiety. You must understand that every experience that you are having in this uh, earthly plane is to show you your own consciousness, and that is its purpose. It is not for the purposes that you have assigned these events uh, to. It is not for uh, making money. It is not for... Uh, any kind of material gain, the only purpose of your life is to see inside your own mind and learn where it is out of accord with love. So we want you to feel this anxiety as guidance from your own spirit to teachers and guides that you are uh, a little too aggressive, we will say, in your pursuit of your goal. Uh, we would like you to relax. We would like you to open up your mind to the uh, purpose of your insistence. It is the purpose of your insistence that is the lesson in this for you. And as you slow down and open up your mind and ask what it is you need to see, you will need to see. You will see that there are controls and fears in your mind that are. Uh, seeking to be let go of. This is the spiritual aspect of this encounter with real estate that you are having. So spirit is trying to show you something about yourself. It is taking the form of real estate. It is taking the form of money. But it is really to show you what is going on in your own mind. That is all anything is for. You understand this, that the world is not for the ends that you have been taught it is for. The world is to show you where you are out of alignment with love. And love is always calm and peaceful. It is always open and offering. So if you get yourself into that calm and peaceful place, you will find that something will shift very, very quickly because you are now in alignment with love. And when you are in alignment with love, you generally get what you want because the universe wants you to have what you want, but it wants you to have it from a high-frequency place where you are going to use it for good. So it wants to educate you through your feelings and emotions to tell you when you are out of alignment with love. It is in letting go of your agenda. It is in letting go of the reins of this control and fear that you are going to get what you want. So if you can get yourself into a state of peace, you can get yourself into a state of self-awareness and presence, you will find that this uh, uh, sale will move along very, very quickly. It is only your fear that is keeping the abundance from you. You understand this idea of frequency. And so in fear and control, you are too low to receive the abundance. So let go, relax, and you will find that this will uh, move through very, very quickly. It is always in your frequency that the answer to your problem lies. When you are unhappy or when you are fearful, you are out of accord with love, you are in a low frequency state, and it is very, very difficult for you to receive the wonderful, wonderful gifts of the universe. And so that is why we are here. We are here to teach you about these principles. These are the principles of creation. These are the principles that Jesus taught in his lifetime. And they are important ones because this is where your 
tiredness comes from. This is where your sickness comes from. It is in battling against your own creative minds. When your frequency is too low, you cannot reach the goals that the heart sets for you. When you practice forgiveness and you release the control and the fear, you raise your frequency enough to tap into divine mind, and it is there that abundance and uh, health and uh, uh, joy reside. So that is the journey that you are on, and that is what this is here to show you. The fact that you got through on this show, the fact that you spoke to us, is spirit speaking to you. This is your consciousness speaking to you in a reflective way. So relax, um, trust, and have faith that spirit is working exactly at the right speed, exactly at the right rate for you to learn what you need to learn. This is the message that we would ask you to uh, take from this uh, conversation tonight, that everything you are experiencing is for your consciousness evolution. There is not one thing, good, bad, or indifferent, that is an attack on you from what you consider God or some punishment for not being good enough. This is the great illusion that you live in in this society that somehow only good people get good things. No, when you are at peace, when you are in attunement with love and you know that by how you feel, then you are raising your frequency into the realms of abundance and then you can receive everything you wish. It is the fears in the mind, it is the untrue teachings in the mind, and it is the conditioning that you've had in your society that keeps you from this truth and this self-understanding. So your guidance system, your feelings, are always impeccably in alignment with love. And when you are not in alignment with love, when your thoughts or your actions or your words are unloving, to yourself or another, you will begin to feel bad, you will begin to feel stressed or afraid, and it is your guidance system telling you that you are now out of accord with love, and so you are not going to receive uh, the abundance of the universe, not because you are bad, but because the abundance of the universe is at the frequency of love, and that is where we are seeking to guide you. So get yourself relaxed, let go of your agenda and you will find that the property will sell much more quickly, and that is our answer to your question. Oh, my Victoria? goodness, yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm That's back again. It, it, oh, that was amazing. That I've never in amazing. my entire life have ever experienced anything like that, ever. <laughs> That's amazing. When you said, or when Ananda said, control and fear, if I let go of the control of the building... I have great tenants. Let go of the control of the building. Something is going to go. Something. Mm-hmm. My fear. If I mm-hmm. let go of that control, my fear is something is going to happen because I still hold it like if I not put it on the market. Right. Mm-hmm. So your energy is saying don't sell, but your voice is saying sell. So you've got to get your energy in alignment with letting it go. Feel it, mm-hmm. and then it will happen, yeah? Yeah, I definitely want it sold. Definitely, it's a fact. But I hold it and I take care of it. Like if, if that, if, if I've never put it on the market, this was incredible, amazing. Yes, never experienced anything like this. You are truly blessed. Thank you so very, very much. Well, I'm I'm glad the answer helped you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in, Victoria. And um, best of luck with it. But. that was amazing what Ananda said. It's so true. Once you're in alignment with love, everything's going to take care of itself. Nothing to worry about. Okay? Well, thank good you night. very, 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 very much. Okay, thank thanks. you. Thank, thank you for calling. Okay. Thank All right. you. We, okay. we might have time for one more caller. There is a caller that's been um, called in, and oops, now he's gone. Okay, I was just going to click no. Um, nope. Oh, no, he's still there. Um, from 802, there's a caller. 802? Uh, 802? Oh, I'm sorry. Am I on the air now? Yes, you are. You've been oh, on the line for a long time. I wasn't sure oh, if you had a question, no but you've been yes, on the uh, line, so I said, let me check. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a broad question, so please bear with me, but it'll be a very uh, concise one. Uh, I moved to Sacramento, which is where I am actually. Can you can you share your name? Can you share oh, your I'm first sorry. name with us? I, oh, I, oh, I forgot. Uh, it's uh, Dan D A N. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so to make a long story very short, I moved to Sacramento for a job that appeared on the surface to be very good, and uh, it didn't work out, and I left of my own accord, and. Uh, what basically happened after that was uh, my entire life became derailed. Uh, I uh, failed to move on professionally. And also spiritually and personally, my life has been pretty much uh, been thrown into an abyss. So I'm just wondering any thoughts out there as to how I could perhaps extricate myself. I don't want to make light of my job situation because, of course, Spiritually and uh, personally, I may not be able to progress if I, like, get homeless and on the street. But at that said, I'll uh, turn it to Tina, and perhaps maybe she has a thought or two. Yeah. Well, 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 my we'll first thought is, um, uh, I'll just address it briefly, and then I'll, I'll let Ananda speak to it. Um, okay. Uh, when people's lives fall apart, it's often one of their greatest times and opportunities for spiritual evolution, uh, you're beginning to see that you're not your job, you're not your bank account, you're not the house you live in, you're not the car you drive, and those are great realizations to have, and what you realize is that every day you are okay, even though you aren't conforming to what society says is successful, but you're beginning to see that you are okay every single day, even though you don't think you're going to be. I've gone through some very, very um, scarce times on my journey, and uh, what I've come to see is uh, great resilience has developed in me, um, a true understanding that my value has nothing to do with the job I have or the bank account that I have, and it's given me a tremendous freedom from the restrictions of those things, and most people are living within the restrictions of those things. They truly believe that if they don't have the job and the house and the car, that they're valueless. And it's a tremendous gift to yourself to allow this experience to unfold and come to see what's truly valuable. And that's you and your creativity and your ability to express yourself, your uniqueness. These are all things that can't have a dollar value put on them. And you will actually come to know yourself really profoundly through an experience like this. I've been through some very, very dark times in terms of uh, money and income and housing, things like this, and, and it's really helped me on this journey. I'm much more fearless because I have lost everything that most people are afraid of losing. And uh, it can be a great boon to your spiritual development. Don't underestimate how uh, valuable it is. Uh, so I'm not sure if we have time for an end to come through. They usually aren't yeah. a two-minute. Uh... <laughs> yes, well, sure. That's, no, that's a, um, um, we, we have more. We have a little extra time. So yes, let's. Okay, let's, I'll bring uh, Amanda through and let them speak yes. to it. Okay. Oh, thank right. you. Okay, awesome. Oh, we are with you again, dear ones. Uh, your successes in your Western-conditioned uh, mind are often uh, failures as far as we are concerned, and your failures are often successes as far as spirit is concerned. Spirit is not concerned with your comfort. It is not concerned with your uh, requirements as trained uh, in your society. This society is trained to, is, has trained you to be very limited, this society has trained you to be very fearful and constrained. Uh, we, uh, as spiritual teachers, uh, become very, very excited when the, uh, a human is challenged. We become very, very excited when a human being is forced to use their ingenuity, when they uh, see the truth of their own divinity through losing what they think is necessary and finding out that it isn't necessary at all. To become penniless is far from a disaster as far as spirit's concerned. It can show you the true value in the world. 
the sunshine, the trees, the grass, the earth. Uh, these are free. Communication, loving kindness, compassion, caring for your fellow brothers and sisters, nurturing, uh, painting, drawing. These are all things that you do not have to pay for. The most beautiful experiences on this planet are free, laying on a beach in the sun, walking through a, the dappled light of a beautiful forest. These are the things that are of true value in this, on this uh, plane. And so many of you are lost in illusion. You are lost in your televisions. You are lost in your very well-kept uh, and uh, furnished prisons. But the truth of the matter is that everything is that, that is valuable is free. So we do not want you to tell the story that you cannot afford the good things. You can afford the good things. You can go out in the rain. You can swim in a lake. You can help someone. You can love someone. These are what is remembered on the other side. In the afterlife experience, when you have your life review, there is not one material thing that is brought up for you to look at. It is all experience. It is all emotion. It is all creativity. This is what is valuable. So we want you to know that there are a thousand free things that you can enjoy and appreciate and experience every day. And the more you do that, the richer you will feel. And then your finances will turn around because you will know that you are abundant. And in that feeling of abundance and appreciation and love, you will attract to you exactly what you need in terms of the material. But sometimes you assign yourself these tasks to wake you up. You assign yourself difficult, challenging things to get your attention because this society is so comfort-oriented and at times is so deeply entrenched in unconsciousness that it takes a little bit of a shock sometimes to wake the human mind up. So be grateful that you are awakened from your slumber and use every minute of your day to appreciate what you can use, what you do have, and how you can explore and expand your own consciousness without spending a penny. So congratulations. Use it well. It is an opportunity for growth that few people have. And if you come at it with the right uh, opinions and you come at it with the right energy, you will grow tremendously from this experience. So we say well done and use it to, to the best of your ability. Forgive yourself for any errors that you may have made and know that the feeling of joy and appreciation is going to bring you the abundance you are seeking. Well, thank you. That's very <laughs> profound. I hope I can grow uh, spiritually uh, out of this so far. I feel that's an impasse as well. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just in uh, opening your mind to the opportunities that are coming your way. So often we're worried about what we've lost. But if you uh, change your mind, I think you can look around and see that you are perhaps have got more free time. You've got the ability to go out in nature, take some pictures. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there if you look at it uh, from a positive uh, point of view. It is challenging, though, I know. <laughs> Yes, focus on the positive, and um, one of the one of my practices daily, and first thing in the morning is to get out a journal, is my journal, uh, appreciation journal, and write down all the things I'm thankful for. I don't think about anything um, um, that I don't have. I only focus on what I do have and say thank you. So maybe, I mean, that might work with you in the first thing in the morning. Just write a list of all the things you have that you're thankful for and focus on that throughout your day. That, that sounds like a good start to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right, accepting what is, is kind of the first step. You, uh, As long as you're in resistance to what's happening and judging it as bad, you're going to feel bad. Mm -hmm. As soon as you start to accept it and look for that silver lining, you're going to shift your frequency and then you're going to have access to... Uh, new ideas, you're going to meet new people, you're going to have a more positive experience. So begin at first to accept it and then look for the good in it. And uh, you'll be surprised, I think. It's just that reframing, uh, telling, uh, saying it's a good thing rather than a bad thing. 
and uh, how do you know? Well, that's what's happening, so it must be good for you on some level. So. Exactly. <laughs> I hope so. So, okay. you know, if, if there's uh, any chance of getting out of this uh, muck I'm in, you know, but uh, you, you imply that a uh, little bit of letting go instead of trying to get out of mm-hmm. my force might be a better approach. Right, and also just shifting shifting the focus, shifting the focus yeah. on the, the, the positive. Because I know if, when you start to write the list of things that you have that you're thankful for, the list is going to probably go on for two or three pages when you really yeah. stop and think, right? Uh, right, Dan? You know, I could see that, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. focus on those things. Shift your focus. And, uh, okay. Uh, okay? Uh, I think right. uh, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Okay, Thank thanks. you. Thank bye you bye. so much, Dan. Have a good night. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, yeah, there are a few more callers, but we don't have time to take any more calls right now. We have gone over our hour, which is okay. Uh, that's the great thing about having your own show. You can there you go. You can You're extend in it. <laughs> you can extend it a few minutes if you like. Um, so that's wonderful. That that uh, Ananda is amazing. You're Tina. You're amazing. Ananda's amazing, and we all know Jesus is amazing. So um, I I am going to have the honor of meeting you tomorrow. I just right. can't wait. I'll be spending the day with you in Bethlehem. So if anyone is um, local to um, PA, um, you, uh, can you please, um, Tina, share with the audience how they can get in touch with you, um, your YouTube channel, and where you're going to be tomorrow? Um, uh the uh, event tomorrow is um, isn't available, I'm afraid, to the public, so that oh. uh, is, that, that can't happen. But um, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Channeling uh, Ananda and Jesus, and uh, mm-hmm. you can uh, subscribe to that. I do uh, videos very, very frequently, and um, I have a Facebook page, which is the Teachings of Ananda. Have a website, okay. channelingjesus.com, and uh, people can sign up there for events. Uh, I'll be having public events probably in the spring uh, in uh, in this area. Uh, so if they if they sign up on the um, website, they can get that information. Awesome. And also on my website, there is a link to your website, um, channelingjesus.com. So. Um, Check it. Check out her website. Check out her YouTube channel. It is amazing. And uh, keep in touch and follow when she'll be back in this area. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tina. I am so honored. And Ananda is amazing. You're amazing. Like I said, just all amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> well, Tina. thank you very much for having me. That was that went so quickly. I can't believe that that was an hour. I know it. it the hour went by like that. Actually, is but it it's did. all good. Um, so you have a great night, and I will see you in the morning. Okay. Okay. Thanks again. Thanks okay, a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good night.